Hello there. Welcome back. Episode two of the Spoiler Alert podcast. Yep. We have some great stuff planned for today that will hopefully not be as rambly as last time. Yeah. I think we, we've improved a little bit because we got all the first stuff out of the way, which was a little awkward, but that's okay. We've, we've got plans. We've got notes. Maybe. I don't know if you have notes. I have notes. No, nah, I, I like winging it. A set list. It's going to be great. Hell yeah. So let's start off with something that really excited me. First as a joke, and then I'm actually interested to see what you have. So just backstory for the for the listeners. Katya sent me a meme with <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster and, and Loki, Tom Hiddleston. And that gave me some inspiration as to what we're going to be doing today, which is our personal top five picks for the best casted characters in the MCU. Oh my God. So yeah, that's, that's what we're going to open up with today. I can't believe that uh, made you think of that, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I just, you know, you'll see. It's great. It's going to be great. And so the format of this is we're going to go back and forth, start five, go to one, one being the best, obviously, fifth being the fifth best, because there's a lot of characters, and being fifth place is not necessarily the worst. All right. So, oh, I would love to kick us off. My my number five, the sleeper of the MCU, I have Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, for two reasons. One, because I love Samuel L. Jackson, and he absolutely kills it. And two, because for those of you that don't know, Nick Fury is white in the comics. Samuel L. Jackson is not white. And so they kind of rolled the dice on that and it paid off. It was pretty freaking awesome. And he continues to be one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Not gonna lie. I think you'll find my list surprising on all fronts okay do you want to go through all your five or do you want me to say my five no 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 we'll okay. we'll go back and forth so okay. you say your five and i'll go my four yeah all right oh jesus okay um oh this is hard this is very hard okay so my issue is that i could have read more of the comics than i did i haven't read a lot of them but i'm gonna have to say that my number five it might have to be oh god this is really hard i'm stalling (laughs) i don't know what to do notes this is why we have notes oh gosh okay (laughs) i'm actually gonna go with odin because as as a ooh, mike oh sorry no anthony hopkins anthony hopkins yeah yeah. so i am a nerd for all things mythology and Besides that, um, and like I just think, first of all, I love Anthony Hopkins. Um, he's played some great roles. He's a great actor, um, and I think that he sort yep. of portrayed that bad father um, protagonist character, though, like like pretty well. So. And he's he's good to the end. He's good to Ragnarok when he's you know all old and more Anthony Hopkinsy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's like the the mentor father figure that they always needed in the final yeah. hours. So he's, I'd agree, that's a good pick. He goes, he goes solid all the way through. Nice. All right. I'll hit him. I'll hit him with my fourth. Mm-hmm. 
This is my slow descent into okay. madness. I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Michael Pena? I don't know how to say that. It's Lewis from Ant-Man. Oh, my for God. For those of you who can't picture him in his head, in the second one, he gets drugged and goes on possibly the greatest oh rant God. ever. And he's just the best and one of by far one of my favorite characters mean, in the okay, entire I'm, I'm gonna be com- I'm MCU. Honest. I didn't know who you were talking about. Because I don't, because isn't his name pronounced Luis? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen those movies in a while, but he kicked, he, oh, yeah. he nails uh, it. Yeah. He nails it. I agree with you on that. He's a king. Doesn't even have a last name as far as I'm aware, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So my number four, um, I, I'm going to do, I'm not going to repeat any of the ones that you say. Just for the sake of, of diversity. Oh, you won't repeat any of the ones well, that I Well, I was going to say Nick Fury, but just for the sake of... Um, oh, okay. Just for the all sake right, of, right. Um, you know, differentiating between a whole bunch of characters. Let's, let's not do that. Um, I'm going to say my number, my number four is... You know what? My number four is probably Scarlett Johansson as no, Natasha Romanoff. Really? Yeah. I, I just... That's fair. I really... She's well yeah. cast. I cannot like the character, but she's well cast. Yeah, I think that she... She gives off the strong, independent woman vibe. And that's that's all we need. She has the she has the Black Widow vibe, I'll give you that. Yeah. She is a... And she, she looks the part. Mm-hmm. I think she does her own stunts, which is kind of cool. Yeah, she actually, she did Age of um, Ultron while she was pregnant. impressive indeed it's very impressive (laughs) all right moving on for my number three i have a split roll one of it is kind of serious the other one is a complete joke but you know split roll three i have taika waititi (laughs) as the voice of korg and one head of haju for those of you who don't know who haju is i expect no one does go watch ragnarok He's the three-headed gladiator. Taika Waititi is one of the heads. Oh my god. <laughs> that, is, that is my number three pick. And the main reason for Haju, because that's hilarious, and I love Taika Waititi for that. But also, mm-hmm. because if Korg's voice was anyone else, I would shoot myself. That's a little extreme, just the but lines, I, I get what you're saying. The lines are horrible. It's just so annoying, but it's his voice that sells it. It's not funny. The stuff he's saying isn't funny. But Taika Waititi's performance <laughs> brings it home for me. <laughs> okay, okay. You're very opinionated, but you know what? We knew this, so it's fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> that, that's a solid choice. I, um, I think that Korg was great comic relief. I think that it's great that they, like, chose a character that they actually kept because Korg comes back. That He does. He makes a return. He's yeah, he's like, he's like the Luis. Endgame. He's a babysitter in Endgame. He's like, he, I'm giving, you know, we all know <laughs> that Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., we all know they were great casting choices. Yeah. Right? There's no yeah. debate on any of this. I'm bringing light to the characters you haven't really thought about. Before we continue, my honorable mention was Vin Diesel as Groot. 
he's got a he's got a he's a convincing baritone yes and i i have to give it to him he really sold me on the the tree that only says two lines <laughs> all right so that was that was three Great. so you can Great. you can all hit right. me with your third pick all right so so wait are we agreeing that we're not gonna include chris evans robert Downey jr and chris hemsworth i mean you're gonna hit us with sebastian stan as number one but uh actually i you can you can do what you want I am going to stay away from the main guys yeah. that we know are cast yeah. well, because yeah, that's just, a boring conversation. Yeah, so, like, just Be like, oh, acknowledge Chris Hemsworth, yeah, perfect. Acknowledge yeah. they're great and move on. Okay. So, that, in that case, my number three is probably Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that from a mile I just, away. I sniffed that one out. <laughs> because... Okay, my issue is that, like, like I have some issues with him. Well, not him, but, like, the character and the way that he's portrayed. But I think yeah. that he has a very convincing psycho face. Um, he has a phenomenal British accent that is just... <laughs> very nice British man. I just... <laughs> he just, checks the British boxes. He does. He, he does check the British boxes. But, like... I don't know. Like I've seen Tom Hiddleston in a lot of stuff when he has a and he and he has a huge range for what he can do. And I just think that the Loki role is just it's just I I love Again, I'm a mythology nerd. So I have I I have this special connection to like these Norse characters, but fair I, enough. I think Tom yeah, Hiddleston I gotta, he he sells everything very oh, yeah. well. He's a very believable villain. He's a very believable hero Mm -hmm. you know in his death rest in peace and i think i think he's a he's a well he's one of you know if nothing else marvel can cast a character if nothing else and Mm -hmm. he is a great loki there's not one moment i believe he is anything but loki you know what i mean like he's a great version of the character he's i'd argue the most iconic version of the character I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other version. I don't think the comics come close to what he's done. And he's hilarious in the movies he's supposed to be funny in. And he's... Yeah. I'm not going to go so far to say terrifying, but he's a good villain. He's one of the better villains. Yeah. Psycho energy. <laughs> yes. That's fair. All right. Number two. I know you've all been waiting for my number two. Oh, God. Based on my list so far, I want to bring you back to the first Avengers movie. I couldn't oh. tell you when that came out. Mid-2000s. It's probably, no, no, it was like, what, 2011? Something, whatever. 2012, I was close. <laughs> I want to bring you back to the theaters of 2012. The Avengers are not quite assembled, but they're getting there. They're assembling. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr., my guy, Tony Stark, he delivers a great line. He delivers many great lines, but his greatest line of that movie, in my opinion, is that man is playing Galaga over there. <laughs> he thought we wouldn't notice, but, but we, we did. did. So I'd like to give my number two spot to Warren Cole. That's not his real name. I can't remember his real name, but Warren Cole is like his stage name. And he is the Galaga wow. guy from the Avengers. <laughs> the Galaga That's guy. That's my number two spot. And before you clown me, I have reasoning. I think this, is, this will come through in my first pick. The MCU's strongest point is creating real-world scenarios. 
So you have these heroes, you have these great battles, and they always bring it back. Well, the good movies bring it back to the little guy, right? The fact, I think it's a very realistic scenario that the shield workers, they're not all dedicated employees. And Warren Cole, playing the Galaga guy, <laughs> makes it feel like it's a real business. And oh, it's yeah. a real company. And they have people that don't care as much. You know, they're not as into it. Not everyone cares about flying a, a helicopter aircraft carriers into the sky. You know, he's done his job. He turned on the shields or, you know, checked that. He did his thing. He's got He's got 15 minutes to kill. And I think that's what makes the MCU so much better than everything else that has ever been done in regards to superheroes. Because it feels like a real world. It's crazy. <laughs> it is real. All right. <laughs> it, oh, what? <laughs> no. we, can't, we can't let them in on that secret. That's actually how WandaVision ends. It brings the MCU into the real world. <laughs> okay. Right. Nice. Solid. Um, I'm going to pull a page out of your book, and for my number two, I have, like, a dual persons. Um, so, the serious one would be Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. because, um, well, the Falcon is a character that I feel like is overlooked, because he is, he plays such a supportive role for Steve, and he's, it's just done so well. He, like, he, he's always like, there on his left. He was he was his left hand man. Okay, um, and Anthony Mackie has this like he can just like Sam is this character that is more important than you realize because a lot of like Steve's character arc after his first movie is involved with Sam and you don't realize that until you reflect back on it and I think that Anthony Mackie just helped helped with that a lot. Um, yeah, he's a convincing and, hero. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I had to say it though before you got onto your next point. I believe he would do what he does. You know, he's he's a convincing yeah. hero. I believe he would help Steve. I believe he's idolized Steve. I'm convinced. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. And so my second is um in Iron Man two when Tony Stark <laughs> is at like this party thing. Um he runs into none other than Elon Musk. I don't know how many people know this, but, um... Does he actually? Yeah, Elon Musk is in the party scene in Iron Man 2 when he... Right before he gets in the car. <laughs> like, in that whole huh. scene in someone's house. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah he says, Mr. Yep. Musk. Wow. And then he says something about hmm. a deal, but yeah. I gotta say... Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. I gotta say... Mm-hmm. I try to watch Iron Man 2 as little as possible. Mm-hmm. I pretty much you just go on YouTube and watch the clips, like the the, the suitcase mm-hmm. suit. What is that, Mark Four? I don't know, Mark Three, I Five. I try not to watch that movie too many times because it's so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so number one, it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. I spent almost no time talking about this because he's cemented in my head as. The greatest character in the MCU. Yep. They made some changes for the big screen. They made some adaptations. It doesn't matter. He is awesome. He is stylish. He is powerful. The character, of course, that I'm talking about is the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah. Played I knew this by none other 
than Jeff Goldblum. Basically, they just put him in a fancy robe with some blue makeup and let him do what he wanted to do on set. Mm -hmm. And never before has there been a better character in the MCU. He is everything I ever wanted out of that movie. And he is, he makes it. He makes it. It's a goofy movie. He's a goofy villain. He is a villain, which is always, you know, forget that constantly. He does melt a man before us. <laughs> he, is, he is. He's not a good guy, but he's a great character. He's awesome. It's amazing. And if for those of you that have seen the short, like the weird little thing they did with him as the grandmaster in like the real world. It's hilarious, and I recommend you go watch it. Oh, Jesus. Because it's just, it's so good. Oh, God. That's, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. I, I love that. Thank you. All right. Thank All you. right. So, I guess that brings me to my number one, which you kind of already guessed, but Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Oh, um. predictable, and we love it anyways. <laughs> But hear me out, alright? Sebastian Stan has precisely 47 minutes of screen time in the entire MCU as Bucky. Now, I believe out that. of like 20-something movies. Think, yeah. So that's very little. Mm -hmm. And he still has one of the biggest fan bases in the entire universe. It's like cinematic universe. So, in the... Because he's a metal arm. <laughs> so, and all... <laughs> but here's the thing. A lot of the time that he's on screen, which isn't very much, but whatever, um, he's just acting with his eyes. He can do that. Like, I don't understand how, but he can, he can just convey so much emotion with his face that it really, it, I just, I'm speechless, okay? I don't care yes. how predictable it is that I'm saying this, but he is... He's, he, he is the number spent one. all of Winter Soldier with that mask on. He had to train oh, to, yeah. to act through act the through eyes. Act through the eyebrows, yeah. the eyes, the, nothing else. He just has... He's, yeah. He goes from, like, carefree, frat boy kind of thing to tortured, literally, and just pained soul, like, so so easily. Like, I just... I'm at loss for words. I just... Okay. He's a good character. Oh, yeah. Um interested to see where he goes with uh with our boy sam mm -hmm. kachi is very excited for falcon and the winter soldier oh, I, I, in case anyone, <laughs> anyone missed I'm that counting down the days. her top five included both characters from from that show. my top three my top two <laughs> were they your top yeah, two yeah they, they were, were my top, top two. two no yes yeah they were tom hiddleston was three yes mm -hmm. so in case anyone just do a quick recap five i have nick fury as Samuel Jackson. Four, Michael Pena as Louis Luis. I don't know how you say his name. Three, Taika Waititi as the one head on Haju and Korg. Uh, two, I have Warren Cole as the Galaga guy. Mm -hmm. And one, I have Jeff Goldblum. Nice. I have for five, and Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Number four, I have... Um, wait, wait, who do I have? I have... Uh, did I forget already? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know who your f number four was. Oh, um, Scarlett Johansson's right. Black Widow. Four was Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Three was Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Two was a tie between Elon Musk as Elon Musk and Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson. And my number one was Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. 
I can't move Elon Musk tied with Anthony Mackie on your list for the second spot. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all day. But he's. I of course respect your opinion, but it's just but, Elon uh, this, Musk as Elon they need, Musk. They need to change the name. All right, it's got to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Elon Musk. <laughs> And the not so eccentric billionaire. <laughs> He's quite eccentric. Well, not as much quite as Tony eccentric. Stark, so it's fine. You know, it could be, it could be, it'd be the the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and the second world's second richest man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elon, your cameos. He needs more cameos in movies. Well, I didn't... If he doesn't show up as the hero in WandaVision, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> no, I just I stuck that in there because I didn't even realize he was there until like a, a month ago. <laughs> I didn't realize he was there until you told me he was there. And now I desperately want to go back and look. <laughs> you have to wait. You have to wait. Okay, we have things to do I wonder. Here. I wonder how he got that role. It kind of makes sense, I guess, in the real world. Him yeah, and, millionaires uh, Him and Tony parties. would be friends. They'd probably have, you know, rocket ships built together, some joint ventures. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to the Galaga guy. You bring in real-world stuff that makes sense. People are going to connect more to your superheroes. Plot twist: Elon Musk was a scroll. It's science. He was a scroll. <laughs> they, I need. They need. I need it. He's actually on the base with Nick Fury at the end of Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, is that Captain Marvel? No. What movie is that? What? Where he's? Ah. Oh. Is it Captain Marvel? Where the end credit scene is him on the, the no, space yeah, station? Yeah, Far From oh, Home. Oh, Far From yes, Home. Far Wait, from is it Far From Home? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see. Elon <laughs> Musk is up there with him. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway. Who else about- could make a Tesla except for Elon Musk <laughs> as a scroll? Of course he's an alien. We can stop talking about this guy. I don't even really know who he is, so we can just not do that. Oh, but he's an Iron Man too. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all we need to know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. All right. Spoiler alert for anything ahead. If you haven't watched oh, anything right. the MCU has put out at any point, just stop and go catch yourself up. Mm-hmm. And now we are free to... I, I, you know, I don't really think we have to keep saying spoiler alert if that's literally the name of the podcast. It is the name of the podcast, but there, there are, there are some, some doofs out there, you know? Their Saturday night routine is watching WandaVision, and they're just gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get caught, man. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, so, speaking of WandaVision, let's see. Episode right. seven was a episode thing. Episode seven. Uh, okay. Well, um, I was very shocked that. Well, I wasn't shocked because I kind of suspected it. Everyone was suspecting that Agnes was Agatha Harkness, and we were right, and her song at the end of the episode is so catchy, it's been stuck in my oh, head all it's day. It's straight fire. It's it straight is, fire. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> so, the thing is, something that really confused me about the end of that episode is, why was there a cicada on the wall? That They made a big point of that. I am also curious. I have like, done zero research. I've watched the episode once. Like I, I have... think, I, I think that cicadas represent um, like rebirth or something. I think that they're like protection oh, nice against 
bad luck. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She had a lot it's going not... on in that basement that I have many questions. The bug is just probably on the bottom of the list. Yeah. Which is actually another thing. Um, in the comics, Agatha eats the kids. So are they going to do that? I would rather she doesn't. I think that would be unfortunate. <laughs> I don't think she'll do it because money. And mm. they need the young Avengers. Um, True. I think my my one of the questions I wouldn't say it's my biggest. I say everything's my biggest question. It's really not. <laughs> this is a side question to my many other questions. They're all kind of in the same level. Wanda you know I would assume Wanda gets her powers from Loki's staff. Yes, at Strucker's she did. base. That would that would be the assumption I'd make. Her powers, her magic hand wave red stuff looks awfully similar to Agatha's purple hand wavy eye color changing stuff. That's true. Agatha, I would have to assume, did not get her powers from Loki's staff. That would that would be a little strange. Uh-huh. She is based if it they're continuing to roll off of the comics, she is just a, a normal person, I believe. Who has mastered witchcraft? I think. I don't want to get quoted on that. I think you probably know more about that than I do. Oh, I I don't know. I didn't even know about Agatha until this show came out. So. Okay. All right. So that's a question mark. I think she's just a just a witch. I think she just does magic, and she has mm-hmm. like she's like Doctor Strange. You know, like she has some some stuff in her back pocket. But those those yeah. two CGI effects look. Very similar, and I have yeah, uh, many questions about that. Actually, with the CGI effects thing, which I didn't realize until you said it just now, you know how, um, what's it called? The Ether, which is like the reality stone, right? The, yeah, it's the red like? goop. Thor's yeah. very invested yeah. in it. <laughs> well, yeah, so the Ether, it also has like a red, wait, uh, goopy, wavy thing. Which is kind of like Wanda's powers. And I know that she got her powers from Loki's staff, but her powers are warping reality. So did did the Mind Stone give her ether like powers? Um I I guess. If that makes sense. I mean like I I just hmm. I, I I never realized this before. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. Well, the other question I have, right? How much does Agatha have her her her, her grungy little witch fingers in, right? Because we've been going That's on true. talking about how powerful Wanda is, and she's this. She made this universe, and she rewrites stuff. But how much of it's actually her? She extended the borders, which would make me assume that's her. She can walk in yeah. and out; no one else can. I would assume that's her. But if she has her brain, like, controlling everything, right? She's, like, really, really focused on it. Yeah. And then randomly and that, that... stuff starts blipping out, like, you know, like, freaking out in episode seven. She's got, like, her wallpapers are curling and it's all crusty. And, like, is that Agatha? Is that Agatha breaking her concentration? Did Agatha I... make her do? Like, a lot of questions. A lot of I don't questions. Know. But that actually... That actually connects to what I was just saying about Wanda's powers, because we know that Wanda's bubble is what has now given Monica her powers. 
And which brings me back to the whole stone thing because uh, Monica's powers now are are energy, right? Monica, it's like some I sort of energy thing. Think has some kind of energy shooting, can see energy, absorb it, shoot it back at people, similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah. I believe that is the, not the extent of my knowledge of yeah. Monica Rambo's abilities. And Captain Marvel's powers come from the Tesseract, right? And the Tesseract is like the power stone. Yeah, it's that so, weird en- energy engine. or I don't know. We don't so get this any is, explanation of that. So is this like a loop? Because the Mind Stone gives Wanda either-like powers. Wanda gives mm-hmm. Monica power stone-like powers. I don't know. I don't know if it's Wanda, if the barrier... Simply rewriting her but she made the cells three times. No, oh, but I don't know if it's an active. You know, I wouldn't say she gave her powers, right? It's not like she knighted her and then she could shoot energy beams. Like, it's it's just her barrier that has been more fortified to keep people out. Rewrites people's cells so that they fit yeah. her clown fiestas or her suburbias. And I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say that's her doing it. It's more just happening because of what she's made. So I, I don't know, what I'm what I'm saying is I don't think she can give people powers. I know there's a big theory that she's going to end up creating the mutants from this. And it's kind of be like a yeah. reverse House of M storyline. I don't know mm-hmm. if she has that power. I think what's happening now is just it's grief and she's just kind of messing around in so her you, like pain. And this is what Agatha, ends up happening. Do you think Agatha is helping, like, manipulate the border? Or, like, like keeping it so... Like, do you think she's messing around with Wanda's mind to make it so that she's subconsciously doing something with the barrier? I think... You know what I, I mean? think Agatha... No, I think the barrier moving, that was all Wanda. I think everything that happens is Wanda. I think Agatha's only play so far... Except for the stuff we saw of her little shenanigans. I think Agatha's play, her only big move so far, has been instigating this. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if she ends up doing... Because she had that book set up, which was really interesting. The book had, like, Wanda energy on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, if she, her... her the whole scheme ends up in some ritual to bring, uh, what's his name, Mephisto, who everyone thinks mm-hmm. is Ralph. Yeah. I think that's her, her, she's trying to get him into this world and she needs Wanda's power because if, you know, let's say, let's say Agatha is a witch. Let's say she's just a normal witch. Yeah. She's learned some mm-hmm. Doctor Strange stuff. She's just got basic witch training. She's obviously powerful, but, you know, not to bending reality like Wanda can't powerful. Let's say she needs right. someone of Wanda's power level to open a door to bring Mephisto into this world. She gets Wanda to make this Whoa. whole reality, trapping her in there with her. She makes Wanda think that it's her, you know, it's something she wanted, something she wanted to do. And then she gets her here. She eats her kids. Who knows? Maybe they got away. They're kind of fast these days. And, <laughs> and like... So they she gets she gets them in this situation and then she tries to do this ritual and I you know probably last minute save from Monica Darcy Vision although Monica might be mind controlled by 
Agatha, who knows? That's my, my, my thought. Long story short, she uses Wanda to bring Mephisto into this world. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, in the comics, Mephisto is basically Satan. And that basement mm-hmm. at the end of the episode looked really satanic. Evil. Um, it looked evil. I, it, I'm sure it, you go back, there's did. definitely a pentagram somewhere. Probably. Yeah. I, I really hope she didn't eat Speed and Wiccan. That would be really disappointing. Kind of. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe she uses them to, like, send Wanda into, like, a grief spell so that she, like, uses power to help her bring Mephisto in. Something like that. Maybe. A lot, a lot is... I just, I hope they, they have, they have never called Pietro Quicksilver. They've never called Wanda Scarlet Witch. I hope they call Billy and Tommy Speed and Wiccan at some point. Yeah, I think that the, the not using their names is, um for copyright purposes, isn't it? Like no, they, don't they have the, have the rights, to, the rights to all those guys now. Yeah, they but have, they the have the X-Men. Rights to the names. That would be huh? weird. They have the characters and not the names. Be like, today we well, have I Professor mean... W and Sharp Clawed Cat to help you <laughs> help you fight Mephisto. I don't know. So there's there's also a lot of thoughts of um Doctor Strange coming in. That too. And there and are two episodes left, so I think it's unlikely. But let's entertain the thought. We have Agatha using Wanda as a Satan hole opening doorway energy producer. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's got Monica, she's got the kids, Vision, Darcy. They team up with, oh, who is it opening that sling ring door into Westview? <gasps> Doctor Strange. They all team up together. He's like, you know, drops some line about looking for... He's like, oh, I lost Agatha like a couple months ago. She just like dropped off the map. I was hunting her because she's kind of into worshipping Satan and I'm not really down to deal with that. And then they, you know, culminates in some Mephisto, Agatha, probably Wanda V, you know, Doctor Strange and those guys. I think that... And if the last two two episodes are like an hour each, right? That's That's the plan. Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that they might be the same length. I thought I saw something about them being an hour. Whatever. I, if they're know, an hour, I I, there's that... definitely enough screen time to bring in Doctor Strange. Yeah, but... If they're 30 minutes, I, yeah. I, I think that so. the, 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 the Falcon Winter Soldier, those episodes are going to be an hour. I hope. Yeah, Actually, but, um... they're doing good. I'm proud of them. They've They've made something good here. But the, speaking of bringing back uh, characters, did you see the the theory about um, director Hayward is actually Ultron? I did. I don't think there's enough time for that. Yeah, me neither. I don't but think it would have been interesting. I mean, it would I explain am, why yeah. he was following Vision. It would explain why he was trying to like bring him back. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would explain. It, go ahead. No, you, you can go, you can go. Okay. It's I, all you. It would explain, like, why he was so fascinated with the idea of, like, the, 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 the power hex thing, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree, and if you think about it, Ultron, you know, he can slip away into any computer. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how he works. He could have he made a vibranium android 
and that could be Hayward. It's totally possible That's that he, he he mastered it. I just I think if they're gonna bring in there's a there's a big theory spoiler alert for Mandalorian. There's a big theory going around that there's gonna be a Luke Skywalker style cameo. Mm-hmm. Which you know that would would it could it Ultron could be that cameo. I think it makes at this point in the story more sense to do someone like Doctor Strange. You could maybe do I don't know. I hope they don't do Captain Marvel. You could do Captain Marvel maybe. Um there's there's really no one else that that fits the bill for this, right? They well, won't I mean, do you can go. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like Captain Marvel I just, would make sense. I, she would make sense cuz Monica but I just, I hope she, I hope, it doesn't actually, it never makes sense when Captain Marvel shows up unprovoked. How did she know where to go? Who knows? She just is flying around well, the I universe. Mean... And, but I hope they don't because theoretically speaking, Captain Marvel should be able to kill everyone and then she will come in and not kill everyone and there's going to be more debate over her power levels. And I just, they should have never brought her in, but I just, I hope they don't. They don't bring her in. I'd rather Doctor Strange comes in and does some, you know, some cool Earth is closed today stuff. You know, yeah. takes a step back, puts yeah. on his, his yeah. glowy gauntlets and lets the cape fight Agatha. I think, I don't think this is a Captain Marvel. No, I think, I think, that would be, I think Doctor Strange, I think Doctor Strange is the best way mm-hmm. to go right now. Unless... They do this thing where they like call in, like. Actually, what? No, that wouldn't really make. Go that for much it sense. anyway. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Timeline. Okay. <laughs> like at like in the last episode, they call in, like you know how there's gonna be all these other shows, yep. right? These Disney Plus shows. Like, they probably won't call in Hawkeye <laughs> because that's a long way from now. But, but like, and probably not Loki because <laughs> it's an alternate reality. But like. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking this, about but like, I'm, I'm thinking Sam. about Hawkeye fighting anyone in this universe. Well, okay, but here's the thing: like, they have all these yes. Disney Plus shows, right? So why not connect them? So maybe like the last episode is like they make a phone call and they're like, "Hey, we need you. We don't know who it is." I I don't know. I think. And then at the end of one of the other shows, like, as an after credit scene, they get a phone call, and it's like, hey, we I need think you. it... I wouldn't be surprised if they have Jimmy Woo call Ant-Man for something like... If they were to do something like yes. that. Because Ant-Man's been <laughs> out of commission for a while. That's true. I don't think he has anything coming up. Oh, yes, he does, actually. Um, does he? Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Quantumania? Oh, that's right. Oh, that could be yeah. anything. I'm not too worried about that at the moment yeah that would be Um, funny i wouldn't hate that again i think the way they're going with this is it's not going to be thank the lord it is not going to be a punchy laser beamy oh i got you with a hit you get hit me with a hit we're both on the ground who can stand up faster (laughs) kind of finale i i I don't think they'll do it it's not where the show's going it would be really out of place which would make it worse than it normally is. And I would love to see them finish something off with something other than 
a grand fight scene. I know, I know, I know. big guys punching each other. You're a stickler for this. I am a stickler for this because they've done it before. They can do it again. I'm, I I have faith in them, right? You don't need fight scenes to tell a story. And, you know, for some of their stuff you do. But generally speaking, it's like it's like Pixar ending in chase scenes. Oh, God. Like, you don't have to do it. It works when it works. But, you know, don't fall back on it every time. All right, well, I think that you going off on a rant is another great way to end this episode. Isn't it always? Who doesn't want to hear <laughs> Every you time. rant? <laughs> it's, it's, a great, right. it's a great segue to the end. That's how we know it's, a, it it's is. done when I just it rant is, about because I need to get you Marvel's to shut up. <laughs> use of CGI. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, this has been episode two of... It has. Bye-bye. Catch you next time.